Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Like a Bank, where we show you how to think like a bank using the same strategies and principles that banks use to help you find more financial freedom in your life. I'm your host, Sarah Ibrahim. I'm interviewing today a special guest. We're going to talk about um, uh, capital gains taxes and how to mitigate them or even eliminate them in some, some, some situations. Our special guest today is Brett Schwartz. He is an entrepreneur, commercial real estate investor, podcaster, capital gains tax deferral expert, deferred sales trust educator, trustee, and California multifamily broker. He is the founder of the Capital Gains Tax Solutions, founder of Commercial Realty Apartment Advisors, and host of the Capital Gains Tax Solutions podcast. Each year, he equips hundreds of business professionals with deferred sales trust to, to help their high net worth clients solve capital gains tax deferral limitations. Brett, welcome to the show. Sorry, thanks for having me on the show. So so excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. I, I love talking. To, actually, I love talking about taxes. You know, I think it's a big part of entrepreneurship and building wealth over time. Um, it kind of defeats the purpose just to make a lot of money and then pay a lot of money in taxes. It's kind of like, what's the point of making that money? Um, and I also love talking about real estate too and kind of the money behind real estate and, and growing this. So I think you're a perfect guest for our show. And uh, before we jump into all the technical parts of taxes and capital gains. Tell us a little bit more about your background and how you got into this specific niche. Absolutely. So I grew up in the real estate business with my father and my mom, owning rentals, developing properties, mostly in the Bay Area. I call it the MC Hammer Days. My brother and I would go on the Bobcat or hammer, hammer some uh, some nails and some put up some drywall. And we learned uh, and fell in love uh, with real estate. And that, that continued into college where I took an internship at a place called Marcus and Millichap where I started to learn about how to invest, how to broker, how to buy, how to sell investment real estate, mainly multifamily properties in Sacramento, which, were my, where, which is where I rely right now. And during that journey, it wasn't always easy. I was brand new in the business in 2006. Things were going well for, for a period of time and then the market fell apart. And uh, like most, let's say, real estate uh, entrepreneurs or, or broker wannabes um, during that time, things got really tough. And so I went from making a little bit of money to like nothing overnight. So I had to change and adapt. And my wife and I had a small baby at home. And, uh, and uh, in a lot of ways, I felt like a failure because it was tough because it was 100% sink or swim. You either make it in the business or you lose. And while I was going through this financial struggle, so were my clients. They're going through a financial struggle as it pertains to having overpaid via the 1031 exchange, feeling trapped by capital gains tax, and some of them losing half or all of their wealth over the next few years during the economic crash. And so by day, I would work nights and weekends at a restaurant to keep the lights on. We moved with my brother into a small condo and by day, and, or by night. And then by day, I would, I would cold call and negotiate with banks, negotiate with clients, help them keep their properties. And uh, during that time, we learned about something called a deferred sales trust, which we can talk about here in a minute. But essentially, that changed everything and became the Netflix way of doing things versus Blockbuster. Business has grown, and now I just teach and train commercial real estate agents, insurance professionals, financial advisors, commercial estate syndicators, CPAs on how to use this so they can help their clients escape feeling trapped by capital gains tax. Awesome. I love the hustle. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, you have Thanks. to you know do what you got to do um, to keep, especially in you know two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when I think most of the country was in that similar situation, especially people who were invested in volatile areas. Um, now, just so the listeners know, like what, for example, what is a deferred sales trust in basic terms? 
Yeah, it's an installment sale. So the best way to think about it in, is if you had a piece of property that you were selling and you owned it free and clear, mm -hmm. you can become the bank. You can become the bank and you can lend your your uh, your equity to uh, the buyer in exchange for them to pay you back over time. And so um, we have clients that have done that for many years. It goes back to 1920s. It's known about, it's known in the tax code as IRC 453. So instead of doing a 1031 exchange, you can lend the funds to uh, the buyer. The buyer puts a down payment typically, but you only pay tax on what you receive and when you receive it. It's kind of like an IRA, kind of like a 401k in some ways, right? The government's no, no stranger to tax deferral. They give these incentives for us to transact and do business in the order to try to spur economic growth. And so the deferred sales trust is just a specialized form of that, uh, where we have a third party unrelated trustee, and that's what we, we uh, that's our role here at Capital Greens mm -hmm. Tax Solutions. We're an exclusive trustee for the deferred sales trust. And we actually end up buying the asset uh, from the seller right before we sell it to the ultimate buyer. So there's three parties and we do it in, the, in that order. And what happens is the buyer ends up buying it from Capital Gains Tax Solutions or the new trust that's been formed and then, and, and, the, uh, the seller gets a promissory note from the new trust that's formed and they're in a deferral state. And this is where the, the kind of, I guess, say the magic or the flexibility, the transformation happens. They can now invest at their own timing back into real estate, back to that 2008 crash. One of the things that we really learned during that time as we studied what happened was too many people had too much debt, not enough liquidity, not enough diversification. And they knew they were overpaying in 04, 05, 06, 07 but they felt like they had no option except for the 1031 blockbuster way of doing things. And that's when you learn about the deferred sales trust, you can sell high, pay off your debt, get tax deferral, and then buy back all tax deferred. And that's really the magic. Um, sell high, buy low, not sell high, buy higher 180 days later, but also diversify, buy stuff like insurance, you know, put it into stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, um, put it into passive or active real estate deals, uh, do some ground up development. We have a client who sold a $2.6 million business in Alabama, and he's building 70 multifamily units tax deferred in partnership with the trust. So there's, there's, that's kind of a simple answer and it's mm -hmm. kind of a long answer, but, um, that's what the deferred sales trust uh, enables you to do and what it is. So if I own, for example, like an uh, investment property, a real estate investment property that was like the market value on it was $500,000. Uh, let's say I bought it for $400,000. So my profit essentially is $100,000. Um, I go through you guys. You guys would buy it from me and then sell it to the seller. And I would get like monthly payments rather than being taxed on that $100,000 gain. I would get taxed on a smaller amount throughout time. Is that correct? You got it. It's delaying the tax, right? Another way to think of it is like a delayed tax trust is another way to think about it, right? It's a deferred sales trust. Mm -hmm. And we're not tax avoidance. We're just delaying it. Um, little nuance there though. Our minimums, $1 million net proceeds, $1 million gain, right? Okay. So we want to make sure there's enough pain. Yes. In that scenario, we would say, ah, you're going to have about 30000 of tax on a $100,000 gain. Just just pay your tax. You just, it's not going to be worth the fees. But if you had a million dollar gain, million dollar net proceeds, then your tax liabilities can be somewhere between two fifty and 400000 depending on the state you live in oh. and the depreciation recapture. Then that's a winner, right? Because yeah. the government says you owe us the money, but we'll charge you 0% if you follow these rules and you can go invest it and live off the income and pay ordinary income tax on that. 
And if you dip into principal, you pay capital gains tax, but that's exactly the, the thing. We're in like time value of money. Yes. You know, grow these assets in the rule of 72, which states if we can earn 10% or 7% over 10 years, we can double the amount within 10 years. And so most of our clients will just live off the interest payments and they'll slowly pay tax along the way. You can also move out of state and establish residency in a new state and pay a little bit lower income tax there. You can also move funds outside your taxable estate. Mm -hmm. You can also get a new depreciation schedule to offset some of these taxes as well. There's a number of ways to do it, but part of, part of what we do is we want to try to form a dream team to help you navigate each step of the way because this is complex and this is mm -hmm. a big deal for people. And they're hearing about usually for the first time because their CPA didn't know about it. And they're going, oh my gosh, this is the biggest deal I have. Um, and I'm doing it's my retirement, it's my legacy, it's finances, it's tax, it's IRS stuff. We want to make sure we do it right. So it's really about building the team. And the team is consisted of a tax attorney who's part of my business partners, a financial advisor mm -hmm. who's my business partner and myself as the trustee. And as we navigate your particular circumstance and fact patterns, we try to design this trust to work in your favor, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense. And you're right. Like a lot of people, for example, and I see this too, working with like the infinite banking side and working with whole life insurance. A lot of people just assume that their CPAs know everything about taxes. And that's not true. There are, there are niches even within taxes, like cost segregation and depreciation and a different, different elements. So it's important to work with somebody, not just a tax professional, but like a, spe a specific niche within the tax, tax codes and tax parts. And, you know, as you were talking about, like, moving to different states, I just kept thinking of California. So is that something that, like, you're in California, right? I'm in California. I'd like to say we're on the front line of, like, heavy tax. Us yeah. in New York, right? We're, like, probably the, the two, the two mm -hmm. leading uh, places for, for high tax. And so, yes, I'm a native from California. I love California a lot of ways. But the tax and the business policies can, you know, can be kind of a burden for a lot of our entrepreneur business and real estate owners here in the state. So. Yeah, definitely. I talked to a lot of clients in California. That's that's usually the biggest topic we're talking about is the state, you know, on top of the federal income taxes, also the state income taxes, and also the way that California, you know, um, collects their state taxes. I've heard it's it's um, obvious. You were up there with New York and Illinois is actually catching up too. So we're not we're not too far behind it's the Chicagoland area. Yes, um, sir. Yeah. So um, I want to kind of go back to 1031. So what exactly is a 1031 exchange? Mm -hmm. So 1031 is a part of the IRS tax code called IRC 1031. There's also tax codes called IRC 401k, IRC 453, which is the deferred sales trust. So these are all um, uh, tax, um, legal tax uh, codes or loopholes that allow mm -hmm. you and allow us as U.S. citizens to defer or have some kind of tax incentive, okay? So with the 1031 exchange in particular, it pertains to investment real estate. So if you own a rental house uh, property, if you own a multifamily property, you can sell that and essentially trade that for another property within a specific period of time, typically 45 days to identify or always 45 days to identify, 180 days to close unless there's some kind of natural disaster or something happens and there's an extension there. but. Um, now you have to also follow some rules. You have to buy something of equal or greater value, which often means equal or greater debt. Mm -hmm. And we call that the shotgun wedding, right? This is why it's blockbuster because you're having to get engaged in 45 days and married mm -hmm. within 180. And sometimes that doesn't make for the best, you know, connection there. It's better to be able to take your time and sell high and buy low, not sell high and buy higher 180 days later. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a way to defer tax, but it only applies to, again, investment real estate. It doesn't provide a high-end primary homes. It doesn't apply to cryptocurrency. We closed an $8.3 million deal in Palo Alto for a luxury, a luxury primary homeowner. 
who was moving to Nevada. We just closed a $5 million Bitcoin case for a former Google employee who, who she was selling her Bitcoin to fund a new business venture she's going to go into. And so the 1031 does not work for anything except for investment real estate. It was the deferred sales trust. This is why it's like Netflix. It works for any highly appreciated asset, public or private stock, uh, you know, cryptocurrency, primary homes, investment real estate, uh, limited partnerships, LLCs, S-Corps, C-Corps, business sales. And so that's uh, the quick little difference too between the two. That makes sense. Okay. So like for your primary home won't count with 1031. If you bought it, for example, for 900,000 and sold it for a million, you can't do a 1031 on your, on your primary home. Right. They have what's called a 121 exclusion, which means if you live there two of the last five years, you get 250 if you're single as an exemption and 500 if you're married. Uh -huh. Right. And so again, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be a good fit for that either. We'd have to have a big enough gain and liability above and beyond the 121 exclusion, which is one of the best, best um, tax uh, incentives the government gives us, right? When we mm -hmm. live in our primary homes, my wife and I did that. We bought our first house for 135,000 in 2011. We sold it uh, two years later, almost exactly for 250,000. And we got all that tax free because we were married. We had that 500 exclusion. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's that, that, that has one of the more incentivized ones. If it's your primary and you've lived there two of the last five years. Yeah. I, I actually had a guest on, on one of my previous episodes and he was saying, he's like, if you look at the IRS codes, it's almost entirely written to get married, have kids, invest in real estate, and own a business. And most you got it right because it <laughs> is what creates the jobs. Yeah, without jobs and without housing and without you know solid family structures, that is the nation, right? That yes. is the strength and the foundation of the nation. Of course, its values and its leadership, right? But those other things is exactly right. The government's in the business mm -hmm. of incentivizing what it wants you to do. And that's part of why we're, we're such a great nation because they've done those things. Mm -hmm. Now the challenge becomes when they get too far on the other side and they run out of money because they're spending too much and they're having to disincentivize people for these other things. And now it's just like, we're, you know, that's part of why we have all this debt crisis and a lot of things are going on because of so many things. But in particular, if we can make it easier on businesses and on entrepreneurs and on building houses, right. And getting housing and good school systems, then it creates uh, more opportunity for everybody to thrive. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I agree. Um, let's, let's talk about your company actually on a day-to-day -day basis. So capital gains tax solutions, what is like a day in, in, in working in, in your company? Sure. Yeah. So we're educating, uh, producing content. We are one-on-one uh, -on -one consultations with individuals and business professionals. Um, and uh, we're, as a team, we're all fitting into what's called the four Ds, design, uh, delegate, decide, and do, right? And as the, uh, as the founder and CEO of Capital Gains Tax Solutions, I'm really focused on designing and delegating, right? And not so much on the deciding and doing. I'm trying to empower our team members and and then I'm trying to spend as much time and focus on where I can add the most amount of value, which is to our new potential deferred sales trust clients, strategizing their sales, working with their business professionals, helping them understand the deferred sales trust. We also do a mastermind educational Friday, every, every Friday at 10 a.m., totally free. You can go to capitalgainstaxsolutions.com and sign up. It's all things deferred sales trust, real estate investing and cryptocurrency, and how we can connect the world, um, also financial advising, connect the world to this amazing strategy and make it really simple. It's like an open classroom. So yeah, that's kind of the day in the life of Capital Gains Tax Solutions. And then we have our video editor, we have our podcast editor, we have our, our folks who are posting on the blog, doing the website. We have, we're researching different investments as well and, uh, and, and reaching out and connecting with more people. And do you help in all 50 states? We do, we're all 50 states. Yes, we're a okay. national firm. 
and okay. also it's yeah. it's it's foreign too. So okay. if you are in Canada or Europe or wherever Asia, and you have capital, you have capital gains tax on something that you're selling that's that's subject to U.S. capital gains tax, mm -hmm. then we can help you too. In fact, it helps you even more in a lot of ways because you don't have what's called some of the exemptions that a lot of U.S. citizens have. So it's even more powerful for you to connect with us on that. Okay, that makes sense. So if you, for example, are in Europe, you have some investments in the States, um, and then you have the capital gains tax exposure, you guys can also help with that. Now, are there different types of capital gains? Is there like short term, long term? Yep. Can you talk short term is a year or less, right? Uh -huh. And it's typically taxes, ordinary income tax. And then long term is a year or more. So if you bought and you're trading cryptocurrency on a, on a really, you know, less than 12 months, guess what? It's going to be short term. Mm -hmm. And if you've held it for more than 12 months, it's categorized as long term. Now the deferred sales trust, we have 1.0 and 2.0. 2.0 can work for short term and it has no limit. So we have a solution for that. Mm -hmm. In fact, we're working with a gentleman right now. This is pretty cool. He's uh, I've been mentoring him for a few years and he bought some what's called NFTs. It's mm -hmm. a fancy thing for cryptocurrency. And he bought it for 14,000 and within 30 days, it went to as high as a million dollars. Wow. Okay. And so we're looking at um, a, the DST 2.0 because it can, it can also solve short, short term capital gains tax exposure. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Um, now I, I was reading through your bio and like website and stuff. And I see also optimal timing. What is that? So we define optimal timing is when it makes sense for you, right? Our parents taught us to sell high and buy low, not yeah. sell high and buy higher 180 okay. days later. And the best story for this was for a gentleman, my business partner closed the deal. And this is what kind of sealed it for me to, to move basically all of my effort in my career over to capital gains tax solutions and launched the company about five years ago. And that a gentleman was worth 20, uh, he had a property worth $20 million in Minnesota. And in 2006, he saw the writing on the wall. And I call this the Monday morning quarterback, right? When you watch that, if, we're, if we could watch the, 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 the tape beforehand, you know, we could make the perfect pass. Well, he kind of saw what was happening. 2008 was, was, was approaching. He didn't know it'd be hit as hard, but basically he had done 1031 exchanges his entire career. And this guy's worth a couple hundred million dollars. And he's looking around for a property. He's going, this doesn't make any sense. The fundamentals don't make sense. I'm either going to A, pay the tax. B, uh, I'm not going to do a 1031, but so really it's C, a deferred sales trust. So for the first time, he used the deferred sales trust. He said, I'll try this Netflix thing out, see if it works out. <laughs> now this guy hates the stock market, by the way, but he put it into cons some conservative uh, securities and mm -hmm. just kind of kind of had it sit there, uh, you know, earning some interest, but not subject to a lot of the, a lot of the losses. And this is why it's the Monday morning quarterback, right? He sold high and five years later, the bank calls him up and says, Hey, do you want to buy low? He's like, what do you mean? He goes, well, we just foreclosed on that property from that, you know, that overpaid 1031 crazy buyer out of California. Remember he bought it? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, we just foreclosed on him and we just thought you might want to buy it back. He goes, well, maybe what's the price? And they go, well, about 60 cents on the dollar. Wow. And he goes, that sounds like a pretty good deal. So he had the trust reallocate its investments to a brand new LLC and he purchased it at 60 cents on the dollar. So he sold high, he bought low, all tax deferred. Okay. And this is the part where like all the alarms go off and every single commercial real estate owner or broker who's listening to this, you're like, you can't do that. You can't do that. Like, yeah, you can't do that with a 1031 because you have that 180 day window. Mm -hmm. But with the deferred sales trust, we have what's called optimal timing. You can sell high and buy low whenever you want, right? You also have no equal or greater value thing. You have no debt replacement requirement, right? In other words, he could get his powder dry and he can wait for the intrinsic value of the real estate to make sense. So 
we one of our values here is not to not let the tax tail wag the investment dog. Mm -hmm. And when you have the deferred sales trust, you have the opportunity to purchase at optimal timing. I love that. That's perfect. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, very clear example. I love that. Um, now let's, so, you know, I'm also interested something I like to talk to like entrepreneurs about you, like, like yourself, you know, what are some things you do on a day-to-day -day basis that like keep you focused, keep you driven and keeps like, keep the company like moving in an organized way? Yeah. It starts with the leader gets better. Everything gets better. Right. So yeah. it's got to start with, uh, my commitment and dedication to growing uh, all of the gifts and talents I've been given. Right. And maximizing the potential of those gifts and then going and making an impact for others. Uh, my family first, my wife mm -hmm. first, my kids, then my team members and then my clients in that order. Mm -hmm. And as I'm doing that, it also helps me to help them maximize their potential, which helps us to all really grow as a company. And so um, it starts with, uh, you know, habits, right? Our habits really are, are the foundation of, of our, of our um, character and our discipline, mm -hmm. right? And so um, it's daily meditation, reading the Bible every day, it's mm -hmm. working out, five days a week. It's eating the right foods. It's, it's the right, the right amount of, uh, of, uh, uh, water that I'm drinking, right? Literally breaking all down my health, my finances, my faith, my fitness, my family, my personal development and leadership. It's being careful what I allow into my mind and into my heart, right? Making sure that I'm, I'm, I'm around and surrounded by those, um, who are moving forward and are, and are very, very focused on making a difference in this world. So, I try to do that, right? And so the more I can discipline, be disciplined on that, the more mm -hmm. that helps me to, to grow and be the leader I need to be. That's awesome. Um, and what kind of, what, what books have you read or are reading right now that you recommend or have had like a big influence in your life? Yeah, so there's a cool one called The Seasons of Life that you might not have heard of before. The guy's name is Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N. He's amazing, right? So uh, he's passed away, but they he, he, every one of his books. But what's really great about that is it breaks down life and all of these things we're talking about into four seasons, right? The, the spring, summer, fall, and winter. And it's a pretty short read, but it's one of those books you could, it's so rich and you can read it over and over and over again. And to help to get perspective and be reflecting and set goals and perseverance. And so that's a big one. It's called The Seasons of Life. Of course, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you yeah. haven't read that. You got to read it. You got to reread it. You got to listen to it again. <laughs> um, and uh, another good one I, I really enjoyed a lot is Never Split the Difference. This is yeah. one of the newer ones. And last couple of years with Chris Voss, it mm -hmm. just teaches you how to communicate and think. And actually, I would want to throw one more. Um, it's called Expert Secrets by a gentleman named Russell Brunson. And mm -hmm. Russell, if you're ever listening to this, I'd love to meet you someday. He's amazing at what he does. I thought I know how to like sell and consult and communicate. And then I read Russell's book. And I'm like, oh, oh Russell, like, well, you just taught me. Uh, what I wish I would have known, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. And so Expert Secrets is an amazing, amazing book. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. I, uh, one of my favorite books that you mentioned is Chris, uh, Chris Voss's book, Never Split the Difference. Yeah. I love how he completely takes a different look on negotiation. He looks at it as like people think like negotiating is like fighting with people or like bargaining, whereas negotiating is really discovery and problem solving and getting to know what the other person truly wants and like connecting your objectives together and like leading the way for both of you to have win-win a win-win situation for both of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Brett, how can the listeners reach out to you and learn more about you? Yeah. So 
depends um, if you are uh, where you're at. I have a couple mm -hmm. places to connect with me. So you can go to okay. capitalgainstaxsolutions.com. That's kind of the, the mothership for all things, uh -huh. um, especially if you're selling cryptocurrency or a business real estate. Get with us early because it's very important that we set this mm -hmm. up prior to close. So that's capitalgainstaxsolutions.com. You can also find that on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all the major um, mm -hmm. outlets and social media. If you're a professional looking to level up your game to attract and unlock capital for your clients, um, and uh, friends and family as a profession, mm -hmm. then you can go to experttaxsecrets.com. Thank you, Russell, for expert secrets. I added the tax there. You see that? Experttaxsecrets.com, and uh, and he and uh, that's that that website um, can give you uh, more information on our coaching program and everything else that we do. So those would be the two main areas. Awesome, God. I'll put those in the show notes. Brett, thank you so much for being on our show. I enjoyed our conversation, and I'm looking forward to bringing you back on the show. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. To learn more about what we do and how we can help you grow more wealth, please visit www.finassetprotection.com. That's F-I-N, assetprotection.com. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.